Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for. So check out Mega Mod Master Sets, the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more. All for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now. Only at GearWrench.com. Hey everyone, big news from the boys of the last podcast on the left. Check out the last comic book on the left, our most sinister comic anthology. Ooh. It now has a volume two. Please pre-order now at Z2comics.com. We have an even bigger stable of artists and talent and writers and everyone that we did for the first one, although the first one is fucking amazing and it's still available on Z2comics.com, but we're asking you to go pre-order number two, Z2comics. You're going to like the way you read. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Hail Guy. Hey, everyone. We've got a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking about loot boxes and how predatory these loot boxes are. Justin, you have a problem with predatory loot boxes as well? Yeah, stop charging me to get everything, man. I want I want the, the new shoes for my creative player. Alzheimer's research was built on fraud by these two scientists. They literally doctored JPEGs. I mean, it's awful. So much of science has been based off of it. Apparently, all is not lost, but it's still very upsetting. We also got Sean King, a little update from Sean King. He apparently used his super PAC or his political action committee uh, to buy a $40,000 dog. But then he returned it because it had too much energy. Justin, another dalliance into the world of Sean King. The mustache that just won't quit. <laughs> and then we close up with a little crypto fraud. Of course, uh, Hollywood producer was charged with 2.5 was charged with fraud for do running a 2.5 million dollar crypto scam that plus scams from our panel go grant gordon holdenators ho holden mcneely and grant gordon are going to be on the show let's do it We're here. Hot Mike. We're all here. Oh, I don't think this thing is is working. This chat, this chat thing. I'm gonna delete it. Welcome everybody. I'm Cena Gazdami. This is the Fraud Wire. Uh, you know, we're we're gonna try new things every time I'm on this show. Uh and that we're and that one obviously didn't work. Uh wait, can you oh my god, I was on mute. <laughs> Oh, man, this is live stream shit, man. I tell you, welcome to Fraudwire. I'm Cena Gaznavi. 
Uh, I can't wait to start. The, that's the cold open for the show. Is it, I do. Are we not supposed to? It's going so well. Uh, at Cena now. At Justin underscore Williams underscore comedy. Justin Williams is here with us. Justin, how are you? Good to see you on another live stream. <laughs> Hello. And we've got two wonderful guests. Two OG friends of mine and of Justin's uh, from the New York days. Grant Gordon. Go Grant Gordon. Yo. You can find him on social media. Grant, it's so good to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. It's always great to see old friends with new money, you know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. And Holden McNeely at Holdenators. Oh, you know him. You love him. He's the heel of the LPN network. <laughs> Why can't we hear Holden? Um, or at least the Zoom audio. There we go. All right, cool. You guys hear me now? I'll re- I'll redo the whole spiel. I don't care. Redo the whole spiel. Me too. Okay, can you hear us now? I want to get one con- confirm on that. Can we? Can anybody? Can every? You could definitely hear me now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so, anyways, no, it's all good. But this is early. You you just started doing this, right? Yeah. This yeah, is only the fine. third time. I have this so is, many audio is the to biggest make. fuck face of the whole streaming thing. <laughs> by the way, audio is always going to give you. The most hassle up top. Regardless, talking about leasing a car, we've been New Yorkers out of the game for over 10 years. We get to LA. We're like, we need a car. Uh, I haven't even had a license since I was in college. Um, and just really... Oh, hell yeah, dude. Record. Just really... <laughs> I refuse, oh Samaritan. Um, she's the greatest artist of our time and has the largest carbon footprint of our time as well, which I like that she does. And I think it's great that she does. And I think it's great that she took 170 trips with her private jet last year. I think it's funny and fun that she did that anyways. Um, so yeah, we, we go in, I, I'm almost certain we had full intention to buy, uh, the car and the guy, he's one of those guys. I can just see him banging the hooker and I'm sorry, sex worker in Vegas. You know what I mean? He's that, he's just this right. dirty, older car salesman guy. You know what I mean? This kind of guy who just wants to like play cards, smoke cigars and, you know, run through sex workers. Like it's a, you know, some kind of, um, I don't know, like a boss rush of sex workers. But regardless, um, you know, he's just writing numbers. He's like, see, look, this is why it's better. He's just writing numbers down. And I'm just like, I don't even know what the fuck any of this means, bro. Like you're just, like, all you have to do is just be like, look at these numbers. You know what I mean? And I just went. So now we have it. I'm like, I know we got hosed. I mean, you go to get hosed, right? To a car dealer, right? You don't know what's going to happen. You, did you try to haggle with them a little bit? Or did, you just ha- did, he, did he write <sighs> yeah. the numbers on the back of an envelope? That's was, what yeah, I always like That's what it is, right? It's like, it was like a weird piece of scrap paper. And he's just yeah. scribbling numbers down. And we're literally just like, I just want out of here. I just want to you put money place. down for the lease. Yeah. They got you. They fucking got your ass. You're not supposed to put money down? You, you I, w- I mean, depends on what you're paying. I mean, if you obviously want to lower your monthly payment, but that money, you're going to give the car back. That money's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's I like, think yeah, we I want guess. the car. Is the annoying thing. See, then they're gonna be like, we need, we need double. And right? See, how is that much what is that happens? car gonna be worth? It's gonna be worth so much because cars a, are so expensive now. Yeah, they're a good a, investment now. <laughs> it has a huge dent in the back of it. I got to get fixed. First of all, that's the problem, right? Inevitably, the car is gonna get fucked up. 
you know, before you can bring it back. Like, unless you're ridiculous with it. And I haven't driven in over 10 years. So, yeah, maybe I backed it into a rock <laughs> wall trying to leave a party at Jeff Ross's house. Maybe that happened. I don't know. I was drunk. <laughs> Who knows what happened? Well, maybe you didn't have the classic scam happen to you, but you did have the, you know, first world scam, which is the car lease problem. Grant, I like that what term. was the... What was the last time you were scammed? Recently, I got scammed out of uh, uh, like like twelve hundred bucks for flights. Whoa! Uh, yeah, yeah. So this is this is PSA. It's not even funny. I'm just I'm hurt. Uh, yeah, I use this site, uh, Momundo. Uh, Momundo. <laughs> it's pronounced. And but Sounds Momundo like isn't even the site that villain. scammed me. Momundo is who I trusted. Momundo hasn't done me wrong. Momundo is like a, a flight <laughs> aggregator, like a kayak. Okay. Okay. And I had used them before and they got me good deals. But then it was <laughs> it was one of Momondo's buddies, uh, Flights Mojo, who got me. Uh, so they just like, yeah. And I should have, the name, the logo was bad. Mojo is not something you want associated with flying. You know, you don't want to vibe Flight out getting Mojo? on a plane. Flights yeah. Mojo. Flights Flight. Mojo. Yeah. So the scam is they... Uh, they give you that they, they like get a price. It's like just a little bit cheaper than everyone else. Not like a lot, like believably cheaper. You go through them. Then they call you and they're like, you got to call us back. The flight's been canceled. So they issue you a ticket. They issue a confirmation number that you got to call us back. You call them and then they're like, those flights weren't available. And then they, you have to buy more expensive flights through them. And then after that, I did a deep dive on them. And what they do is they like put the card, they like put a flight on their credit card so that they get issued a ticket number and a confirmation number, and then they cancel it because you can cancel it and they get their money back, but they're holding your money. So it's this whole oh, wow, yeah, yeah. And that's that shit is real. That's happening, right? With your that's happening your good right buddies now. Flights, flightsmojo.com. Yeah, seriously, check them out. I, they're fucking I, scammers. Yeah, I put it in, I put flightsmojo reviews in while you're talking, and it's someone in all caps yelling, buyer beware. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's should have done that before. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I did the buying before the bewaring, and that was my mistake. I need to switch those around next time. I always time. wonder yeah. about you know travelocity and stuff like that. It always feels so like, is yeah. this actually gonna work? And we just like do it. We just bite the bullet and and, and book the flight that way. But you're like, yeah, how, why is that? You know, unless I'm going no, straight it's through Delta or whatever. The whole thing is crazy. Yeah, and I'm just gonna show up at the airport, you know, and just yeah. well, I hope hope I'm allowed on that thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so you have an actual flight. You have a ticket with a confirmation number. You do, but then so the, yeah, it's issued to you. So you believe it. You're like, good. You know, you, yeah, the confirmation number is like your little, you know, your little comfort pillow. But then they call you, and then they're like, oh, that flight's been canceled because you like. By the time I like Google the confirmation. Number I Delta, it was a Delta flight. They didn't have, there was no, they're like, no, there's no trip. Yeah, you have nothing. And then, and then when you want your money back, they're like, you got to get your money back through Delta. And they know you're not going to do that because calling Delta is like, I mean, I'm still on hold. You know, all I can think about is like those guys during like just, you know, during the tech boom in the late 90s and early 2000s that were like, the internet is going to change the world. It's going to make everything better. And here we are. 20 yeah. some years later and it's like I they just canceled my flight they I got a flight they canceled it I can't get a car genuinely <laughs> thought that if we had all of the information at our fingertips yeah. that we as a whole society would be, all become elevated and smarter 
more like evolved beings. And then it's just QAnon and fun. Yeah. It's, just, it's the miss. Yeah. I didn't think about the misinformation yeah. side of that. It just increased so. the velocity of stupidity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like tenfold. It all happens a lot because faster, all, a lot dumber. Yeah. Like, oh, it's all held up right next to each other. <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. So like Travelocity and Flight Mojo are right next to each. You're just like, yeah, it's sure. the same thing. Hire a graphic the- designer on Fiverr and, you know, you look just as legitimate as, as yeah, a fucking Fortune 500 company in 10 it minutes. It would be nice yeah. to know how much of Fiverr is used to create just <laughs> fake websites for scams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've used them for our fake websites. <laughs> we do on fraudsters. So, like, when you first, when I was first thinking about it, I was like, uh, the first thing that popped in my head. I'm going to see if you guys remember this. I thought of the first and only time I quote unquote tried to scam. Do you guys remember punting on AOL? Do you remember punting programs? No. Oh, no. I remember AOL, those. AIM. Yeah. What you mean, like, you would, wait, kicking people from the chat? Some shit? Yeah, it was like a way to bombard someone and make their like computer shut down with like by like, but you would get these punting suites, hmm. and one of the little things in it was like an auto instant message being like, your credit card's having issues. Click this link or whatever. And I got like kicked off of AOL. My whole family c- computer got kicked off. I had to lie to my mom and like pretend like it wasn't happening and change the password. And it was like this huge deal because I was like, oh my God, I'm a criminal now. I'm <laughs> evil because I tried to like get somebody. But I was just testing out the program or whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, I was, I was a kind of, a, I, I was a budding fraudster. I think I could have been one. I mean, I was making fake IDs in high school. Oh, okay. Wow. I had a, Look at that. Yes. And then I almost got caught and I, I had to lie to get my way out of it. And that's when I like, I, I, I've been straight and narrow ever since. Cause I realized like I could do this. Like, cause I, I had to lie directly to a cop and basically like fucking like, like defend myself, like just pull it out of my asshole. And, uh, and I did. And it was and you incredible. literally pulled a ID out of your asshole. That's amazing. Yeah. Were the IDs scannable? No, no, they weren't scannable. They were, what I was doing was taking junior licenses in New York. You get a junior license and it was exactly yeah. the same as a regular one with a couple of things. And I would clone stamp. I was like, OG clone stamper, 2004 clone stamping, <laughs> you know, and printing those out. And then, but so I had to scan in their junior licenses to get that, the, you know, the, the copy. So I had, I'm such a, I was just a lazy kid. So I had all these junior licenses in my wallet. Like I had all out like 10 junior licenses in my wallet of like my friends who had bought IDs. And then I, I dropped my wallet at the Met. Uh, oh. on, a, on a field trip and <laughs> and then they're going to call him a cop like hey I found your wallet at the Met oh cool hey what's up with all these junior licenses in your wallet and I was just like I, it was like a moment of truth and I'm just like you know I'm a senior in high school and you know you know the junior licenses they don't matter anymore once you get your regular license so I thought hey no one needs these anyway let me collect my friends' junior licenses and like make up like a scrapbook of like memories of oh, junior licenses so cute <laughs> So adorable. There was like a pause. There was a pregnant pause on the other end from the cop, but it was like my whole life was in the line. He's like, all right, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> You're gay, bye. <laughs> just like, whatever. Just like, I was like, thank God he was just lazy. Goes. See, Sandy, you, know? you should have asked the question when did you last scam somebody? Everybody has this one little story, you know what I mean? Something they did that was shifty. Something they did. Yeah. Well, Mm-hmm. Let's get into the news like, stories like, for the day. Oh, yeah, Justin, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I like the, how the cop was like, what's up with these junior licenses and the buy one, 
get 12 free card at cheap shots in the East Village <laughs> next to it. It's <laughs> 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 just for, for a scrapbook. Yeah. Memories. <laughs> Memories. All right. So our first story today, guys, is actually a special one for the gamers here. Uh, a new report commissioned by the Norwegian Consumer Council has concluded that loot boxes in games are exploitive and predatory. Consumer protection agencies in 18 European countries have backed the report and called for better regulation of video games. The report uses FIFA 22 and Raid Shadow Legends, which hold, I don't, I know FIFA. I don't know Raid Shadow Legends. Oh, well, uh, I get an email about once every month or so from the Raid Shadow Legends people trying to get me to shill their game on uh, Twitch. Uh, I think just because I'm like partnered or whatever uh, over up on up in here. Uh, and it's like one of those things uh, I refuse to, I, I don't really want to promote anything like I'm not into, which is actually a really good way for me to side plug my stream tonight, 6 p.m. Premium ambassador for Strix uh, <laughs> cosmetics for dudes. Uh, I'll be doing a sweaty Strix stream where I'm going to apply their um, uh, non sweat preventative uh, anti shine tool and play fighting games, which make me very sweaty to see what the effects are. If you beat me at a fighting game, uh, you can win some free Strix products. Uh, but that said, I actually like Strix. I think Strix is like a really good uh, company. Uh, Raid Shadow Le Legends seems very nefarious. And they uh, like literally harass me like once a month or so. Even I've told them a million times, I'm not interested. I don't want to promote your game. Like, good best of luck to you. And they are just everywhere, man. And, um, you know, legislation over... And, and it's, it's like, a, I think, a dungeon crawly kind of... But it's just... It's just a way for you to spend a bunch of money on microtransactions in a, yeah, in a mobile they're, game. They're constantly pushing, uh, you know, generally kids, right? Or or people that are older and, and sure. anyone who's really, you know, vulnerable to this kind of stuff here. Right, right. Uh, FIFA 22, the report highlights the allegedly exploitive nature of FIFA Ultimate Team, yeah, Ultimate which Team. encourages players to obtain packs using FIFA points or coins, the former of which can only be purchased using real money so yeah, you can't even earn it in game you have to spend real dollars to earn a pack and then these packs give you what player skins or whatever it, you you actually can earn the packs but you'd have to play there was another thing where it said you'd have to play twenty two thousand hours to earn enough <laughs> for like 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 a guy's like i want this team and this is what it would cost so twenty two thousand hours of gameplay would be what it would be so yeah <laughs> and what's what sucks is like uh, another recent report I read on Reddit, Diablo Immortal, the mobile Diablo game that's kind of in this same territory, has surpassed $100 million in global player spending across Jeez. the App Store and Google Play two months after its release. So there's no incentive to not do this. Yeah. So companies are just going to keep doing it. And um, this is not the first time legislature has been introduced in terms of loot boxes. Uh, uh, the more recently, Star Wars Battlefront 2 came mm -hmm. under a lot of heat and um, was ridiculous. Like in order to like get unlock Darth Vader, like the amount of time you would have to play the game or spend, you know, a, a idiot um, a amount of money uh, to unlock a fundamental character from the fran uh, Star Wars franchise in this like Star Wars video game. I mean, it's just completely absurd. But the problem is that people just go along with it in a way that I, uh, it, it blows my mind, but I'm for, you know, 
at the end of the day, adults can do whatever they want. But yeah, I think that um, when it comes to kids, you know, I mean, and their ability to get a hold of a parents' credit card or mm-hmm. whatever they're doing, however they're getting this fucking money for, I don't know what they're doing, selling lemonade or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it seems really insidious. It also isn't just about get, taking money from a baby, a video game loving baby now. It's like training them to become gambling addicts. And I think that that is another just like, it, it normalizes it, makes it totally okay. And, you know, it's there's just no effort there to be like, hey, this is like like psychologists are hired by these companies to sit around and come up with the best way to get, manipulate people into giving all their money to, to the company. You know, EA has them every all these people fucking have them. It's disgust. It's completely disgusting. Yeah, it's awful. Justin, I remember you played like a mobile game that had in-app purchases, Did, didn't you? Oh yeah, so I, I got them all off my phone because uh, they're all the same now. Though uh, uh, they go, okay, you get the game for free, right? And I like role playing games where I like build a base and I go mm. to collect food and I mm-hmm. create like a nuclear love reactor it. and then love I try to level management. up my forces. Boy, do I love managing resources. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You know, checking coal numbers, wood amount, it's my shit. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get up to level like, uh, like one of, uh, let's say, like you get to level like seven, and then that's mm-hmm. easy. And then all of a sudden, in order to upgrade your base, in order to get the next level of troops that you need, it's like, yeah. well, you can watch this building be built for seven days in a row on your <laughs> iPhone, and you can't do anything else, or you can give us four dollars. I'm like, fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's this has been an issue. I remember my first experience where I was like, oh, this shit is all... It was probably the last... One of the last mobile games I played was Plants vs. Zombies 2. The Plants vs. Zombies, the first one, is an awesome game. It's like... It yeah. was like... 10 bucks, 15 bucks in the app store. It was one complete package. You could get to the point where credits rolled and it was like, had a nice steady kind of upgrade of, of, of resources and challenge and all this kind of stuff. And was reasonable. Plants vs. Zombie 2 comes out and it's just immediately clear. And they were like, it's free this time. Isn't that yeah. great? <laughs> and that's always the red flag. And then it comes out and, you know, I'm immediately um, frustrated because I can't get past a certain part. And it's obvious they want me to spend money. And so, I mean, you know, it's this funny thing where like Fortnite is partly why it's so hugely popular is because it's free. Yeah. And who's playing Fortnite? A bunch of kids who don't have money. But the funny thing is, is they end up spending more money over time on stuff that is at first free than just something like I wish I could let parents know, be like, hey, get the five dollars, get them the five dollar thing that or the. $30 $30 thing or whatever it is. It's a full game yeah. without all this extra stuff. It, 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 you'll, you'll actually save way more money in the long run than if you get something that's quote unquote free. Uh, but I don't even know how you stop this. I mean, you know, legislature, it's only really ha- uh, uh, been proposed in European countries. I forget battlefront. It was like Brussels or so. I don't know. It was somewhere. Well, and um, you know, but it doesn't really seem a to be applying as well to an American business model gee i wonder why uh but also be as like widespread as it should be to to prevent this from happening emmy award-winning john mulaney presents everybody's in la a special run of six live episodes created by and starring mulaney that'll stream live on netflix during the netflix is a joke fest the comically unconventional show will feature special guests where john mulaney explores the city of los angeles during a week when every funny person is in it Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time 
only on Netflix. Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for. So check out Mega Mod Master Sets, the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more. All for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now. Only at GearWrench.com. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must-listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, They'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. I don't think it, I mean, I don't think it can be prevented. And honestly, I I think what you said about kids is 100% right. And, you know, parents should definitely be teaching their kids like, be skeptical of anything free. I mean, that's one-on-one parenting, I feel like a little bit, but also it's like way more in their face. So it's like a news blooper. I love it. She just walked in like nothing was That face weird. was unbelievable. You just made it. That's <laughs> no one news would have thought about it. Sick. Yeah, but the fact that, that she went was... in <laughs> now she's cra- now my wife great. is crawling on the floor like a dog. <laughs> she is. Uh, I know. We can see you. I can see and then oh, it goes <laughs> opening the door. How <laughs> If you just walked in, it just grabbed it. It left out of a fight. It says giant production. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah for people okay. on the podcast, Le- uh, Holden's wife, Lexi, just, just walked in and made a hilarious face in the background <laughs> yeah. and then tried to hide it by crawling and we could all still see her. So. We're going to see her so fall down funny. from a vent. In a little yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Chat is losing it. Uh, oh, the, the, the Seinfeld bass guitar started playing when she walked back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think this, it's crazy. I, I don't know when this stuff is going to stop. All these games are like this. It's funny because I remember as a kid, you'd buy the game and it would be like this big thing at Christmas. You buy that one game. It's like $50, $60, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. It was, I remember like Madden was like $60. And I can't imagine if you like, had even had a free game, but it would be like, Dad, I need $20 a month to yeah. buy this game, you know, for the next 10 years or whatever it is. They just get you. And that's how they're all going to make money now. I'm surprised all these games aren't their own, like, cryptocurrency, because that's all they're all doing. They they're are. Same, the, it's the same start, shit. They're absolutely doing that. I mean, they're absolutely yeah. trying to introduce NFTs. 
Uh, haven't you heard that new model? They're like, we're going to create a new thing mm-hmm. where you're essentially just like by playing the game, you'll yeah. be like mining for crypto essentially, yeah. mm-hmm. which is insane to me. And everyone's like, it's not our like we're, we don't want this to be a job. This is our fucking hangout time. And some people do play World of Warcraft like it's their job. I get it. But for the most part, we want good <laughs> yeah. storytelling, interesting, good progression. And there's so many resource management games that you pay full price for and get a great, great experience with Stardew Valley. I'm playing an amazing yeah. game right now called Spirit Fairer. That oh, that was um, great. You, it's Frost great, Punk. Right? I'm throwing out Frost Punk if the name Frost Punk's awesome. Frost Punk is dope as hell. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so many. You could pay full mm-hmm. price, and they don't have this stuff. Uh, I Kyle always look for the- a price. I look to spend money when it comes to games. I mean, like upfront. You know, yeah. like totally. I like, always want to pay full price. Yeah. I never want pay. it to be free. Kyle says the big problem is companies like Ubisoft removing access to DLC and content people already paid for. Just saying we don't support it anymore, and we don't care if you paid for it. You can't download it anymore. It's just inviting piracy. Um, yeah, I see that. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot here. Um, I was a uh, part of a Discord group called Axie Infinity that was supposed to be a triple A game uh, built on the Ethereum blockchain where you could play to earn. And they had a board of governors. I saw them voting and everything like they wanted people they to hovering? buy. They were like floating. Yeah. And was it like <laughs> Sele and Neogenesis and Saving yeah. Galleon? It was just like, um, well, what about Dr. Dr. Disrespect is putting out this game now where... <laughs> He's essentially like, this is the funny thing too, is he's like, you're gonna get you're gonna be a founder. You're well, gonna put in money now. He's definitely creating NFTs out of it and then that whole thing and that whole racket. But he's also like, you're gonna help make this game great. You're gonna get involved. You mean you mean be quality assurance? A job people get paid for? Oh, I get to be, work for free to do quality assurance for your video game that is something that yeah. absolutely sh- I should be reimbursed for. I mean, just the mind fuckery around it is so ridiculous none of these things really work out like uh, uh, axie infinity went belly up completely when ethereum would tanked none of this thing stuff was real because you don't you can't just like decentralize the building of a game and then hope people will just will just make it happen so i don't know this is insane stuff out there big thanks to uh nagelfar from our discord for that story we got a fraud wire discord big plug for our discord here join us uh link in bio on all of our social uh, you could find our Discord link. Uh, we have a Fraudwire channel where people drop in news stories. And a lot of times, like this next one from MSnap, it ends up on the show here. So it's really fun. Uh, decades of Alzheimer research were based on a deliberate fraud by two scientists. I don't know if you guys heard about this happening. But over the last two decades, Alzheimer's drugs have been notably, notably mostly for having a 99% failure rate in human trials. I, I haven't been following Alzheimer trials, but I feel like we should have been talking about the 99% failure rate at some point. Uh, it's because it's of unusual- people with Alzheimer's research it. And I think that was the mistake. <laughs> I think yeah. that's <laughs> like, you have it, you get it better than anyone. Go for it. Get that to microscope. <laughs> it's not unusual for drugs that are effective in vitro and in animal models to turn out to be less than successful when used in humans. But Alzheimer's has a record that makes the batting average in other areas look like the Hall of Fame. Um, now, we have a good idea uh, wait, why. So, wait, yeah. is, are you saying that Alzheimer's has a higher batting average than Lou Gehrig's disease? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I. Th- 
<laughs> yeah, I mean these these two. There were these drugs, and thank you for the chat there, uh, Trinite. Um, there were these drugs that came out, and the FDA approved one of these drugs, which is the craziest part about it. The FDA already approved these drugs, and apparently these drugs attack a certain part of like this plaque that's on the brain. And apparently in these mice, if you uh, got the plaque away, all of a sudden the Alzheimer's would go away as well, presumably. But problem is none of that ever happened ever. Uh, <laughs> these None of these drugs ever worked in human trials. They were constantly failing, yet the FDA approved it. And we've got millions and millions and millions of dollars over the last 10, 20 years of research and development that have gone into Alzheimer's. And what ended up happening and how this happened was kind of similar to the Hitler diaries, Justin. If you remember, what they based all of it off of was just one person's original text where he faked Hitler's handwriting. And then the museum used that as the model to compare all future samples of Hitler's handwriting that he was fraudulently making. Check out season one, our Hitler diaries episode. But this is the exact same shit, which is funny. We're talking about Hitler. Uh, but, but these people, these two scientists literally took JPEGs of like the, of their science on their science paper and docked like high school type shit, like, 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 like Grant clone stamping his yes. fake IDs. They did this <laughs> on a scientific PhD level. It is like, and then science was based off of it. It's careers so were built off of it that's the crazy that's thing about evil. science in general to me is like it's all based on these fundamental building blocks and you just keep building off of stuff so at any moment you can just find out that like everything is fundamentally flawed because of what it's all based you know what i mean um mm -hmm. but but to actively do it insidiously is like so fucked especially when it comes to like helping people with alzheimer's which is like the most yeah. terrifying affliction like what is what is this person's like love of alzheimer's i mean they're a stand for alzheimer's they love like like they're like helping alzheimer's out like i don't understand like what was the researchers gain like what was like was it just like funding i guess i mean were they well, are they actually, funneling the funding it's like, funny you say that because in the chat was actually the answer that I was going to tell you. Perspectivists said, and, and they are uh, perspectivists as a scientist themselves, uh, and that shit always confuses me. They say scientific journals are looking for high impact more than quality of data. And that's the thing. If they come out and they're like, all right, Alzheimer's pretty fucked up. These neurological diseases are the ones that we really don't know a lot about, but we have a solution for them. We have a way of slowing them down. We have a way of rolling them back. They'll do whatever. And so then you the think green the scientist was just covering their own ass that they had done a bad job or had gone down a shitty hole, or like rabbit hole um, or a dead end. And then they were covering their ass. And then it was the journal's fault that it became the basis of the science or like no, who's the like science, the science in their raw data doctored it. And even people. Right. And like once that once it goes out, it gets published, it gets peer reviewed. But the peer reviewed, they didn't. It didn't rise to fraud because, again, it's one of those things where people don't expect something that huge to be a, a blatant lie from somebody. They just say it's got some flags. Justin, in the course of like peer review, you're a Ph.D. I mean, it's obviously you're yes. not a scientist Ph.D., but at what kind of level of discourse happens in the peer review process and, and how much of, of someone's writing can get rolled back from that? Uh, so there was a guy, um, it's called the Sokol Affair, I believe. 
he submitted a, a piece of like postmodernist uh, literature to a Duke University press journal that was all buzzwords and actually made no sense. It was like uh, it was like the unreality of the reality undoes matter itself with the ontology of the moment. And they published it. And then he published a letter. He's like, none of this means anything. These are just these words you guys are using at conferences. None of you make any sense. Uh, and so it caused like a huge ripple effect uh, in peer review to people that to like strengthen their standards. Uh, I also, I do want to throw this out there. I don't believe perspectivist is actually a real scientist. <laughs> I just want to make a case right now. I've, I've been perspectivist in uh, my own chat, and uh, I just believe that he is uh, fully pretending to be a scientist. <laughs> it's because he does this thing. He wears a lab coat everywhere, and it's just like, that's not what a scientist does. You know what I mean? You can't just like put on a lab coat and be fake a scientist. Fake it till you make it. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fake it till you make it. I think that is what's going on over there. So anyways. Wait, but the real scientists did that, though. I mean, he's, he's as much of a scientist as any. One, you know? <laughs> uh, says in chat, I haven't heard any other scientist confirm perspectivist is a scientist. No peer no. review. We need peer review uh, if we're going to really establish someone in chat as a now scientist. That man here. who's saying they're a scientist. So I just don't yeah. even know. And now everyone's a scientist. That man who? Okay. Well, um, really, everyone can be a scientist. We did that with the You Buy Him episode <laughs> where we talked about how people were like citizen scientists. It's just this crazy decentralization, I think, is very cute and nice, and it's, like, helpful in some ways. But honestly, go to school for too long. Go into student loan debt. Yeah. That's the person Gate I want. Gatekeepers. We need the gatekeepers yeah. again. Yeah, there was right? a reason things were gated and kept. Yeah, you know? well, <laughs> so that's, I guess, the question here, right? How could this many years have passed before this fundamentally flawed research or whatever that they're basing all of this – you know, um, work on Alzheimer's. How, how, this how, is why what happens take, in science. Yeah, how would it take this long for them to not realize that it's all bullshit? Well, the Science Magazine did an entire like six-month review on it because these big drugs were coming out and they were getting canned. They were, they were not performing well at all. And if you look, even with COVID, there was a original paper written in the 1980s that talked about the spread of the certain disease or whatever, the certain types of chemicals and stuff. And this woman was trying to say this original document that all of this research about COVID and how you should uh, be, you can, you know, it's not airborne and that you can be, you know, less than three feet away. And right. you're fine. Remember that in the beginning? She was the one that basically said, this is all, this is wrong. You're basing it all on this wrong, this paper that everyone cited. I mean, don't even get me wrong. started with the COVID bullshit because they'd be like, well, one day they're saying this, the next day they're saying It's like, yeah, dude, because we're just figuring it out. We're just figuring it out. That's how it works. It takes yeah. time. It's a new thing. To me, it's the how many years? I mean, that's the crazy thing about the Alzheimer's thing, right? How was it that such a prolifically long amount of time before they yeah. realize it? That's the scary thing. That's what needs to be honed in yeah. on like how to prevent that in the future well i think it's the science culture the bubble you know uh, you know because it was even like i read in that article that it was like the person that like he like that discovered the scam submitted it to the thing but the person he submitted it to was like a signee on the original paper you know so it's like such a like nepotism situation with scientists and they don't obviously want to discredit science as a whole so they've got like one scientist's reputation is all of science's reputation, maybe. So it's just like, yeah, there needs to be some kind of so watchdog or some it's shit. It's the peer review process that is the problem, right? This is the well, issue here. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, 
presumably the peer review process failed because this is a 2006 paper. It was primarily authored by a neuroscience professor, Sylvain Lesney, Lesney maybe, and given more weight by the name of a well-respected neuroscientist, Karen Ash, both from the robust neuroscience research team at the University of Minnesota. Was there a science agent that's like, listen, we need to get Karen Ash attached to this. It's the only way anyone's (laughs) going to sell anything. We're going to attach Karen, then we're going to pitch it out to production company. He's He's going to love it. (laughs) (laughs) Department of Health is going to love it. We're going to be rolling in it. Yeah, peer peer review failed in this case. That's scary. I mean, I thought, you know, yeah, I think we're a lot, we kind of, us laymen um, get laid, but also we rely on (laughs) Uh, I think a bit too much the, um, you know, the standards set in place. And it's just like, that's so fundamental. Like, I don't know. It's just crazy. This it's all, it was like some other thing. It wasn't some thing we've been like struggling with as a civilization for so long now. And we're desperate to fix just because of how scary it is, you know? Yeah. We're like not putting deodorant on because we're afraid we're going to fucking get it. You know what I mean? That's antiperspirant. That's the bad stuff. Oh, okay. well, I love that shit. I'm sweating all the time. Strict nah. sweaty stream happening. Nah, listen, <laughs> okay, side note. Don't do the antiperspirant. Just do deodorant. Your body needs to naturally process the sweat. You can't Look, be clogging sweat glands. All I'm uh, saying is I have it under good authority. The perspectivist is a right-hand man to Alex Jones. And uh, it's, I don't know who texts an anonymous person, uh, DM to me, but uh, it's they said it, they have good authority. <laughs> so it's very interesting. It's so this is it, it, the impact of this 2006 study is just awful. A uh, hundred out of 130 Alzheimer's drugs now working their way through trials are directly designed to attack the kind of, of protein that the little plaque stuff I was talking about that this paper is referring to. And on, on Karen Ash's website, They call this amyloid protein, and she says, the first substance ever identified in brain tissue in Alzheimer's research that has been shown to cause memory impairment. So she's basically saying, like, I found the thing that causes Alzheimer's. Like, insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it's the connection. And, you know, they, they probably won't be brought up on fraud charges. And because, you know, this this is is more evil than like so much shit. Like, this is like top tier evil i mean people yeah, suffering yeah. ground you know and billions of dollars went in the wrong direction i mean it's like it's crazy that's crazy evil dude that's yeah that's, i don't know how they sleep at night truly. yeah they're, they're, i mean very very comfortably probably in a multi-bedroom <laughs> mansion of sorts <laughs> a three-bedroom in la but yeah sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota, I suppose it's a little bit bigger, presumably. And, and it's also going to turn out that that protein wasn't really bothering anybody. Uh, yeah. So like, yeah. it's getting attacked for no reason. All right. It's good for you. It's the uh, it's the, it's, it's the <laughs> Hall of Fame of proteins, it turns out. And they yeah, there's going to be a Pixar movie about that protein. It's going to be like, man, come on. Why are you picking on me? <laughs> oh, man. God, so, it's all right, let's go on to our next story here. We've covered Sean King on the show. Yeah. All right. Who's that fuck bag? I didn't want to do this. Someone brought, someone DM'd me this story too. And I looked it up and I, I want to just preface this with the New York Post and Fox News are reporting about this stuff. And that's what really pisses me off that that's where we're seeing it from as well. They actually the tell the truth. Though, they do, as well, but or, that's the thing. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's, it's like they, oh, it's such him. a layup. Sean King yeah. gives so many layups to conservative yeah. media. And that's yeah. why it's so infuriating. 
uh, controversial activist Sean King's Progressive Political Action Committee paid a California breeder more than $40,000 for a guard dog. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the best part. He eventually returned the dog because it had too much energy. (laughs) (laughs) Too much guard. Sounds like something I would do. (laughs) Oh, God. So apparently he didn't want to buy a gun, so he decided to buy a $40,000 dog through his grassroots law pack. They made a pair of payments uh, to Potrero Performance Dogs. This dog is huge. It's like a Mastiff thing yeah and it's like a semi-automatic it's, it's Mars- dog yeah. <laughs> essentially every stearns and foster mattress is handcrafted with the finest materials for irresistible comfort every single night now save up to 800 on select adjustable mattress sets only at stearnsandfoster.com lesser savings may apply emmy award-winning john mulaney presents everybody's in la a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must-listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Save big money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards. We have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at I mean, when he got it, so here's what's the thing. He's using PAC money because it's security. Sure, we can have an argument about that. This is all recorded by the like Federal Election Commission records. So at least records show the purchase, which is, I think, a step in the right direction for a Sean King project. At least we can see what he's spending. A lot of times it's like, I don't know about these uh, accounting records. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, but now he's at least recording these things. He gets the dog. And again, if it's your security dog, right, for like a business, you know, your political action committee, why would you go on Facebook days later after you got the dog and say, 
new member of the King family. <laughs> <laughs> also, for forty thousand dollars, can't you just afford a man at that point? <laughs> can't you just buy a armed man to guard your home? <laughs> Why would you do pay that much money for a dog? I mean. You know, it is so absurd. There's that's so much well, it's money. A combination for a best friend. It's a good value. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. <laughs> No, Justin, what do you make of this? Uh, you know, we we covered him so much. This didn't come. Uh, this pack specifically didn't come up in our research because I think I think it wasn't tied to any current frauds or anything that he was doing. But this is kind of crazy, right? Uh, I mean, it's just classic Sean King and it's classic baller behavior. Like anybody that needs a guard dog knows what you do. You go get a rescue pit bull from any city in the Northeast, mm -hmm. and nobody's going to come in your house with that. And, that, yeah. and, and they'll give you $150 to take one of those. But he went for the $40,000 dog. Yeah, I mean, you also, can, yeah if, the, if the dog has uh, energy issues, just blow fucking weed in its ear. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I cut we you off. We do not just. endorse that. We do <laughs> not endorse that. We do not endorse that. No, even like a Rhodesian Ridgeback purebreed puppy that uh, can, you know, that like white settlers in Southern Africa used to fight off lions. It's like yeah. three grand. <laughs> so that lets you know how expensive a $40,000 dog is. I can look that up. You know what I mean? <laughs> how much for the white settler uh, lion scare off her? Just in case. <laughs> Just in case my day comes in. My ship comes he in. He obviously went for like the prize dog. He didn't go for like an actual security dog here because uh, there was a post that uh, Potrero, the, the breeder, did on Instagram, but it's, it's since been deleted, from the American Kennel Club competition where that dog one best in show. Oh. This yeah. like this is this is a superstar dog. This yeah. is not, you know, it would probably, it would probably have a conversation with an intruder before it would actually maul an intruder. <laughs> I, yeah, that's so funny. Too much energy to to be. Yeah, too much energy also is code for like they're going to eat the babies or something like that. Yeah, right? Isn't that like, the idea? can't uh uh doesn't work out is this guy big yeah it's a big dog right like doesn't go on walks no, no i'm saying the guy is uh sean or whatever is he a big guy do you not know who sean king no. is i don't know he, he, these people <laughs> i mean you know what i mean oh, i know Luke i Box. don't i don't know who he is i'm not gonna have pretend this no is i don't great. Know. no i you don't know, know who he is you've seen him in your news feed if you have a liberal friend that tweets out like a light skinned man with a paper thin mustache. And he's always saying, uh, how could Donald Trump be president if Trayvon Martin was murdered? And you're like, that's not even a real point. <laughs> you're like, that doesn't make any sense. But like everybody thinks they're like doing but, yeah. something by like amplifying him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looks like a fucking big toe. Uh, <laughs> with the pencil mustache. Says little ash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole. I looked him up. It's a whole thing. It's a whole um, thing. Yeah. Don't you love those guys that just constantly are used by like conservative press to be like, see, look at what's going on. <laughs> That's my, I mean? my biggest frustration always was that he was just giving so much ammunition to the to the far right and the mm -hmm. conservative yeah. media because they they Somebody's use this gonna... and they just build an entire campaign right. around the stupid shit that he does. Think we all are. And any yeah. 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 person is. And then like, yeah. why? so it's like, see, told you they're all like this. This guy's just stupid enough to be, you know, about, <laughs> buy a dog.
Do you think no. he? Do you think uh, the, the man who maybe it's a part of the fraud? Do you think that is he a secret soldier for the alt right? That would be interesting. I wonder if there are people on the payroll hmm. that uh, scream or, or I mean, most of them I guess are Russians, right? But uh, yeah. uh, or Russian bot whatevers. But uh, anyways, Tyler Fisher, that guy, that guy's on the payroll. <laughs> 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 It's my impression of Dr. Fauci being a pedophile. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I, uh, I think it's, you know, Sean King really makes me appreciate how much Al Sharpton has cleaned himself up in like the last 15 years. <laughs> Cause he used to be the guy that the right wing folk, but Sharpton like lost weight. He started wearing a suit. His financial records seem to be pretty good. You know, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, it's just, don't say anything. This is what I do. I don't say anything. Well, some people it's their bread and butter, but just don't say you don't know. No one knows. I'm not a scientist. Unlike perspectives, I'm a, I'm able to say I'm well, holding not we're a happy scientist. that you don't say anything. It is a, it's a blessing <laughs> that you are not going around telling everyone what science is and what politics to have. Yeah, I, I, I plead the fifth on all of it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You know, once they start, well, that's the problem. Then they're like, come after the you know, abortions or whatever. And I have to get all upset. I hate it. It's just the war. You, you know have to get all upset when they yeah. come after the abortions. <laughs> yeah. You're forced to be upset. I'm so I sorry. Mean, it's in Bill's house. It's in Jim's house. Uh, <laughs> you know? Right. That's what they say. Right. But yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's a never ending, um, uh, cycle. I mean, it's just awful. I think it, it just brings us back to our original point of the internet. Um, just totally fucked us as a society. Yeah. I mean, we're oh, just no, completely. No, yeah. You know. I mean, Sean King has done countless now online fundraisers that, and only a fraction of it has gone to the actual people and missions that it, that he purports it does. So, I mean, thank you, internet. Right. It's right. like Al Sharpton did it before the internet, right? He did it without the internet, you know? This yeah, fucking douche would never been able to do it without the internet. He did it the right way. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, you were going to say something? Yeah, Al Sharpton did it where he's, like, working with the mob. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> he did it that cool with the old school pool way. Yeah. He did it with that yeah. mob shit. That's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. respect. Yeah, yeah the twenty in someone's sweaty hand, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's cool. <laughs> With a wallet Take full of word fake out. junior IDs, you know what I mean? <laughs> just like just laying. Wow, them. this guy came to play. Look at those <laughs> junior licenses. <laughs> <laughs> oh Man, I'm really God. happy there wasn't like twelve dead teenagers as well <laughs> that went along with those twelve yeah, right? junior yeah, licenses yeah, right. that you had in your wallet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, wow, we broke these unsolved murders all of a sudden. <laughs> Just yeah. one fat kid from Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> Did was it? You guys can answer this question for me. I feel like after how much you've done this show, do you think scams are more or less prolific? Before, after, or a- after the advent of the internet. Oh, after. Oh. You yeah. sure? Because yeah. I mean, so I many- also think about you know snake oil salesmen or like the 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 lack of intercommunication. Y- at least you can look up like you did with that flight thing. You could immediately look up reviews with people saying buyer beware. Whereas like if you get ousted for your scam back in the old timey days, you'd be like, well, time to get out of here with my wife. You know what I mean? And just hey, go to a, the Be's next a town over. And then you're <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a witch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But here's a good way to think about it. It's just like comedy. The, the tent is bigger. 
So yeah. you're going to have a bigger range of comedians. Some never been on stage before. Yeah. Some <laughs> still shows. do it the old school way. It shows. Yeah. <laughs> well, does it doesn't even matter? They still get television shows and yeah. they still get to headline a Caroline's one tour where everyone goes just for the meet and greet part because the show yeah. is so bad they'll never see them again. But yes, they do get one tour across the country. Big, big shout out. Remember when Fat Jewish got a development deal with Comedy Central and yes. couldn't deliver? Yes, yes. The and happiest Rose. I've ever been. Unbelievable. <laughs> Justin? I was going to say big shout out to a few different alumni of Girl Code, Guy Code. Yes. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was like the first round of it. Being yeah. like, this person's been doing comedy for less than a year. They got on this show and now they're like, tour, you know, and that, but then you watch them just like, very quickly stop talking about dates. You know what I mean? Because of how yeah. it's going. It's so interesting to me. I think that's the secret of LPN, our, our little secret uh, weapon, is that we've all done a lot of comedy yeah. at various points in our lives. So when we do a live show, you're getting your money's worth, most likely. You know what I mean? You are, yeah. We're all live performers. Yeah, mm -hmm. we you know, know how I mean? to put on a good show. Depending on the podcast, you may see images of like a beheaded woman during the show. I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but you know, or you can watch a fun video game. You know, video games. Was it in the Bruiser? You know what I mean? It's fun. It's nice. It's happy. Justin and I did a show. The tech guy <laughs> at one of the shows we did. Uh, was like, so uh, what's your setup? I was just like, well, Justin and I are going to be on stage. We're going to have a couple things come out. We got money shooters. Uh, we're going to have a PowerPoint presentation going on. He goes, wow. Most of the time, these podcasts just come in here and they sit at a desk and they just sit and talk for an hour. I was like, what? And so they do. And then they put it out, too, yeah. is, is the crazy thing, too. It's just like, yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's unbelievable to not Anyways. tailor to different things. That's the biggest scam podcast live shows. <laughs> Why are we talking about that? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Hollywood, because those big podcasts do Hollywood us all the time, but <laughs> a Hollywood producer was caught in a crypto scam. And I know what you're thinking, panel fans out there. How could a Hollywood producer be this dishonest? I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've never heard it before. Atlanta <laughs> film producer Ryan Felton pled guilty to charges indicating he ran a cryptocurrency scam that saw him steal over $2.5 million in, in, from crypto investors. The film producer indicted in the U.S. over his activities around the crypto projects Flick and CoinSpark is facing a jury trial and reportedly pleaded guilty four days into the proceedings. So <laughs> what's great is that he, he pled not guilty of, or, you know, at first, and then he's like, yeah, guys, uh, I'm going to go ahead and call this one. I can't do it. Uh, Felton faces multiple charges, including wire fraud, securities fraud, money laundering. Uh, that's what's from the U.S. Department of Justice. Um, so he started this in 2017 with one of those initial coin offerings. And the idea is that these coin offerings would fund movies. Uh, he alleged that uh, to the victims that the project was set to rival and even surpass streaming giant Netflix. So not even just like a film project, but like a streaming platform. <laughs> I, I think it's like, yeah, it's like very modest goals. It's like we'll surpass Netflix. He's not like, oh, we'll compete with Hulu, hopefully, or, uh, you know, something. But he's like, no, we'll crush Netflix right off the gate. <laughs> That's all. It's all this big talk, right? That's what it's all got to be, this big like show, you know, which is why it's invaded video game industry, Hollywood, like those are the first places to go. I'm like 
constantly, uh, you know, I started following Snoop Dogg on Instagram and he's just pushing his fucking bored ape uh, NFT thing. And like, that's yeah. all he does now. And he's so loud about it because he's really good at promoting. But you're just kind of like, man, I, I'm i just, it's very, it's a really interesting time for you guys to be doing this show when it comes to this stuff. I mean, you know, I... <laughs> Graphics cards are finally um, becoming available as these like crashes are happening and stuff. Um, but it still kind of blows me away how hard people are still going in what I think is a foolish way when it comes to all of this crypto and, and NFT stuff. You know, it is crazy. We've, we've covered NFTs. We've covered a bunch of crypt. These crypto scams are all the same. It is just some promoter person pumping it up. This guy said he had a distribution agreement with the U.S. military. That would that really baffles me. I, yeah. love, I love all the military. I love watching the military's content. You know, that's, <laughs> boy, they're, they're, some of my favorite shows come out of the military. Uh, Kyle also, yeah. yeah, I saw that too. The NFT themed restaurant that no longer accepts crypto. Uh, they removed it because after the crashes started happening. So, uh, yeah, it's like, why you know. would you do this stuff to yourself? Why do, do everyone, it, the fact that is it is the casino in front of you at your fingertips. You get the casino. But I mean, you even yourself, Cena, were molested by this uh, the lore <laughs> of you. NFTs. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm a gambler, though. I like to gamble. I'll throw, like to throw, I'll throw it, it around. Yeah, yeah. By the way, and it ends up being great content. All right. I don't want to hear <laughs> yeah. that. So, how much Fallout, like, because I know people actually legitimately were like, me, 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 like at you on socials. Was it like, did it reach like an annoying fever pitch or, or you know, for what? For the NFT stuff. Yeah. The NFT people were upset that I talked about it, that I even had people on that that like NFTs and uh -huh. like uh, talking about it in any sort of fashion. That's where we're at now, though, right? You can't hear the other side. Like you can't oh, hear no. sides. For, God yeah, forbid no, we hear perspectives. You know, a lot of it is again. Go back to the tech boom, right? The tech bubble burst. You had all these websites. It wasn't like the idea of HTML went out, right? Or the right. idea of a website went away, but like. 70% of those startups went belly up. Same thing with car manufacturers, I think, in the early 1900s and stuff like that. Do you know how many cars? There were, there were like a over 100 car manufacturers oh, back my, then. My personal favorite, comedy video websites. Uh, boy, <laughs> oh, my God. Boy, did I yeah. uh, love to watch all of them crumple what away. Was that Especially super the ones deluxe? I had a I had a friend who made a lot of money. You got the super deluxe train, you know, and they were super just giving, deluxe. they were like, I think a hundred thousand is reasonable for you to do a 30, 30 second sketch. You know what I mean? They're yeah, like, they, yeah, like, where yeah. are they getting funded from? It was they insane. Had, I, yeah. There were some that I was like, I don't think I understand comedy anymore if this is what people want. You know what I mean? And but then they right. pulled it and I was like, Yeah, nobody okay. wanted it. Yeah. Justin, you were on CISO, right? I was I I'm I'm very proud that I got a check from CISO before that went under. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, everybody get that money, like you know, of course, like yeah. get the payouts and stuff, you know, for sure. sure. But yeah, it was just ridiculous. That's the thing. The money comes in quick. What was that thing that came out during the pandemic? Quibi. Quibi was yeah, the oh funniest one for me. I, oh just I thought that was incredible. Nonstop lampooned that. Con that's so it's amazing how everyone can see that something is bad and is going to yeah. fail, except the people doing it. Like except for the person. So obvious. It's always one it's eccentric like dude. clearly a turd. You yeah, know? It's, it's, al <laughs> it's always some like trust fund guy that like just has this money and he's just like, I've got the next great invention. You know, and especially with that, it was like, okay, let's take like prestige television, 
cut it up into 50 minute chunks and put it on a tiny little screen. That's what people want, right? It was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's like the most contradictory concept. Uh, yeah, Quibi. And the idea that celebrities are what bring people to watch content now. We live in no. a day and age where we already see them do stupid shit on social media. They're already doing it for us. Why do we need like an overproduced thing on our phone to to look at it? I yeah. don't know. So yeah. uh, one person in the chat said, uh, Trinite said, uh, Quibi brought us more Reno 911. Quibi was worth it. Uh, you know, I'll give you, <laughs> that I'll give you a hit. That's a good, that's a good Reno season. Yeah. Yeah. Reno 911 is, is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's <a> beautiful. <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah, I'm happy those guys went belly up. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy, by the way, oh, I almost forgot. Per this guy Felton, he used the money and he bought a $1.5 million residence, paid all in cash. He also bought a 2007 Ferrari 599 GTB for $180,000 and had around $30,000 in diamond jewelry and a Chevy Tahoe for almost $60,000. That's oh, incredible. That's a lot of money. Bury the lead on the Chevy Tahoe. Yeah, the Tahoe. Yeah. My <laughs> Sexiest part of that. Wow. <laughs> I got that Tahoe money. <laughs> the, the, the back comes up automatically. I don't even have to press anything. It's incredible. Don't close to, it. Don't close it. Don't close it. You're going to press something. You can hide up to seven dead women in the back of that thing. I mean, it's an incredible offering. You know what I mean? Awesome, guys. Well, that's all we have time for today for Fraud Wire. Where can people find you? Grant, what are you up to these days? Oh, go Grant Gordon on uh, on Twitter and stuff uh, and Instagram, whatnot. Check me out. Fancy. Find, find them there. Holden, what? You already plugged your show. Twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. If you're watching this live right now, I'm going live in an hour to play sweaty games and give out uh, free cosmetics for dudes. Uh, check it out. Twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. Monday, Tuesday, Friday streams. Check out my podcast, Wizard and the Bruiser and Page 7 on the last podcast. Network. I'm saying better than Henry. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know about that. We'll just see. Justin. Uh, please go uh, to my Instagram, Justin underscore Williams underscore comedy. And if you send me an email, justinwilliamscomedy.com, I'll come to your house. Awesome. <laughs> Everyone at home, make sure you check us out in the podcast feed at Cena Now at Fraudsters LPN, Fraudsters LPN at gmail.com. Get into our Discord. We're having a party in there. Uh, I finally got these DVDs of Steven Seagal in and I'm going to get them into a Plex server and we're going to do movie night. So I'm happy about that. You only get it, though, if you get into our Discord server. All right, guys. We'll see you next week for Fraudwire. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me. (laughs) Emmy Award winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, 
but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must-listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.